sports news is, you know, slowed down here. It's a bit dead. It Nothing being else July 5th. Talk into your microphone next time you talk. I said it's a bit dead. Okay. Leave me alone. Happy 5th of July. Yeah. No, 4th of July was the good day. Today's the 5th, so I'm saying happy 5th of July. Well, by the time this is up, it's going to be the 6th. Hey, so. great you start. Star Wars? Because you're really hot. I swear to <laughs> God. And great. So Kyle's here. Uh, hey John guys. isn't. Zach isn't. Tom's hey here, too. Hey. Uh, Jeff Driscoll. That interview's later in this episode. Yes, yeah. Forgot about that. Yeah. Forgot about that. That's pretty sweet. I did. How did I you forget s- about that? I've been tr- we're trying to think of so a segment to open the show. Biggest interview. We've been trying to think of the year. All, right. To open the show. all right. Here's what we're going to talk about to open up the show. R.I.P. Jared Lorenzen. Kentucky's oh, yeah. all-time passing leader. The He's their all-time wow. passing leader. How many good quarterbacks do you think have come from Kentucky? Four. We're counting. Okay, wait. We're Give me those four right now. We're gonna say Jared Lorenzen's a good quarterback. Yes, he was decent. Have you seen him in the? In ar- did you see him in the arena league? He was slinging them. Did you see him in the arena league? He, he played for the Kentucky River River Cats. River yes, Monsters, something like something that. No, that wasn't the arena league. That was. Oh, no, yeah. that was, that the was yeah. He was pushing like 400 then as a quarterback. He, was huge. he, he basically died because he was too fat. He was. That's, yeah, so he was 560. Yeah. He was 560? Yeah, about that. As of oh, like, what, God. last year? Let me I tell you something. I don't know. He is the epitome of being an athletic fat guy. He's like the goal in life. You know what I mean? As like a fat is guy. Is that the goal in life? When you're a fat guy and like you're like, yeah, I'm athletic. And they're like, oh, really? Give me an athletic fat guy. Jared Lorenzen. You can also say he's the reason the Giants won Super Bowl 42. That's a bold claim. Well, it's one of them. Well, if Eli didn't do all those uh, drills where drills Jared, Jared Lorenzen Lorenzo. was just trying to strip the like, ball. Yeah, where he's like humping him on the ground. So, just saying. Yeah, Jared Lorenzo was my favorite Giants quarterback for a very short period of time. Like, no, 06 to no, 08. you're lying. You're lying. I love Jared Lorenzen. What's, I remember what was the, the one guy? Ryan Perillo. He's your favorite Giants. He, he was after Jared Lorenzen. Oh, yeah, Jared Lorenzo's right, right, place right. on the roster. Yeah. The quarterback depth chart for the Giants 2007 was... Eli, Anthony Wright, who was another black quarterback the Giants yeah. had, and then Jared Lorenzen, who just came in on, like, third and ones, fourth and ones. Yeah, just bulldozed. He was the king of fourth and one. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. Well, because he's, like, 9,000 pounds. He just stuck his head down. So, rest in peace to the hefty lefty, the round mound of touchdown, and the Pillsbury throw boy, Jared Lorenzen. I knew you were going to say all the nicknames. Yeah, well, let's just <laughs> Come on. The Every round mound of touchdown? That's a fantastic Come on. name. Man. The Pillsbury throw boy? I th- I Come per- on. I personally like the hefty lefty. That's because I mean, listen. Him. To each his own. So it's time for Kyle's top five. This is a new segment we're introducing here. Um, very little preparation has gone into it. You could say we may have made it up well, with two minutes and 50 seconds in this episode. So we might have made it up uh, three, four minutes ago. Might have. So it's time. We have no music to go with it yet. Like, last week we had Gon Jellietta, we had the psychic music, and with Zach we have the Mets song. Can we song. find me some music? What do, you want, what do you want over this? It's gotta be, like... Royalty free. Yeah. Nathan for you intro song. That what might you- play. That might play. But what about, um, what about the Jeopardy? That's the- not royalty Family free. Feud? Family <laughs> Feud? Again, you're naming pretty mainstream shows. Wheel of Fortune. I think, Nathan, I think the Nathan for you intro would work. I don't think that's I don't think royalty, royalty free. free. I think no, no. Use that royalty free song Nathan used in his show. Won't be the when same. He's singing on his guitar on top of the mountain. Okay. I'll the go song, back and find the name of it. The song it won't be the same. On the guitar. All right, I'll do that. All right, good. So it's now it's uh, oh okay. You ready? Yep. You have your top five ready. 
For the most part. Okay, it's time for Kyle's top five obscure sports. Okay. Now I'm open for debate. Number one. No, no, no. That's not how you do a top five. Yeah, sure. I just got to name them off, right? You got to go five to one. Oh, five to one. Yeah, you don't go one yeah, to five. No, I, come on. Have you not? Really? How did you screw up this segment? It's pretty straightforward. I, yeah. I thought I'd just say five. I'm not going like one to five. I'm just going to name five. No, you got to do it in order. Yeah. From your least to your okay. most. Professional badminton. Is that five? That's five. Okay. Okay. Have you ever like have you ever like seen it? I've seen it. I've seen it. Because I've actually I've actually placed never a bet on it one it. time. Well, a guy that I know, a really good friend to put a bet on it. Um, let me tell you something. It's it's fucking electric. Like like you think like badminton like when you're, like when you're playing with your buddies, like you just like hit it lightly. Like, no, dude, like they're like Me and Tony don't hit it lightly. No, but like imagine them just like ripping it no, out. No, they can rip that thing like 40, 50 miles an hour. That's awesome. That's shuttle yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, number four. Number four. I just wanted to say What's, All right, I don't it know is. the name of the sport, but it's where they have it has like a handle and then it has like a big hook. Highlight. And they throw the ball. Highlight. Oh yeah. Highlight. That that shit's kind of wild. How can you have a top five Isn't obscure the, sports and not know the name of the sport? Because it's so obscure. Oh, we we'll let you prepare. We came up with this four minutes, oh, six minutes ago. Now is that the one where the ball is made of like lime or something? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's called whoa. the pelota. Yeah. How? But is that not crazy too? They're that's, just that's whipping crazy. It. Yeah. 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 Well, wasn't that sport that. created by like the Mayans? Is that that sport? Sure. It is right. I don't know. It was created by some indigenous. This is Trisha's history lesson. All right, number three, Kyle. A lot of steam in this segment. He's looking moment. it up. <laughs> How about um for number three? Um, what's uh what's the one? When you turn to your microphone, how about that? What's the one from uh from Harry Potter? We're not counting Quidditch. Quidditch? Quidditch is, no, hey, that's a college that's a sport. Dope. No, that it's is. not. It's no. not recognized by the NCAA as a sport. Well, it's, just it's a, a club. Sport. It's just an activity. It's still a sport. You, you're not going to let me use that? No, I'm not letting you use Quidditch. All right. I want it to at least be in like... How about polo? I'll give polo. Uh, and, uh, polo? I feel like that's kind of... I feel like that has to be electric like, if you know what's going on. You know what I mean? You're on horses hitting the ball. Yeah, but yeah. those guys are kind of... Are, they're not flying because they're like jogging, but like... I know, I, I'm pretty sure that like the dudes... Who are professional polo players get paid like millions of dollars for like a certain amount of matches. Cause like that's how much money people have on like games and stuff. Can I just I'm just curious as to where you heard that or what you're basing it off of. No, I, like I think that's like actually a thing. I think I saw it in CSI Miami, I'm pretty sure. Alright, well that's three. Uh number two. Wait, hold on. What are you basing on CSI no, Miami? No, no, just let it be. Come no, on. I wanna know. What Apparently, polo players get paid millions of dollars for a certain amount of matches. No, that's, okay. that just doesn't sound right, right, right? Right. If they got paid millions of dollars, up, you'd think our history teacher in eighth grade would have gone professional. I have a two and one. What? That was down. water polo. Yeah. We're talking, oh, we're talking about, about polo. the horse polo? Yeah. Oh, fuck. I don't know. That might be right. Why would that be right? Because those guys no, are no. all high whoa, class. Whoa, rich whoa, people. wait a minute. What is the average size of a professional polo player at the top end? 10 goals, 5 to 10 million a year. That's something. Wow. Wow. I believe it. Think about who plays polo or who watches polo. The wealthy. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, right. well, there's rich only two, English There's people. only two spots left in this top five. And I can think of quite a few obscure sports that didn't make it. Right, I, can, I, we'll I can think of one. Right. We'll have honorable mentions. All right. Yet, so, let's, let's hear number two. Number two, extreme rock climbing. All right. See, now there's there's a lot that I, I don't have in this. Okay. Really? I, I can only like think of one. Like how sick. Like, did you see? I saw a Big Cat post a video. It's kind of wild. I actually watched it on ESPN the other day. It's kind of sad. See, they're putting breakdancing in the Olympics? That shouldn't yeah. be a thing. No, but anyways, um, no, so they get time to just do, like, like a rock climbing course. 
It's absolutely they elect- fly through. No, they're flying. It's basically like doing an obstacle course. Yeah, but no, yeah, like, no, but no, 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 like the same kind of time parameters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like there could be deductions and shit if you yeah, like, miss like, something. Yeah, no, it's like if like you miss. I think it was like if you use another body part that's not your foot or your hand. There's also like they put sp- colored tape on the wall. Yeah, you have to touch the color yeah. that you're assigned. Oh. So if you're assigned a blue, because there's blue the same, tape right? over the rock. Because you said you can't, you, you have to use a hand or a foot. No, I'm, I'm thinking this guy's putting like a rock in his mouth. <laughs> I'm saying like, like your form. Like I don't think I think you can only use your hand and your feet. And number one, I'm going with handball. Really? Wow, there's a lot to wow. make this list in my eyes. Yeah, I got, got something. Handball. Handball sick. What about what about cricket? Cornhole. What about curling? Cricket. Cornhole. Uh, that's why, shut, that's amazing. Why, let me explain, and then you guys can have your honorable mentions, because I have more that I wanted to name, but I just thought of my top five. That's how the top five rolls. So your favorite obscure sport? Handball. Have you ever seen it? Like on TV? Have you played the video game? No. It's what? not There's great. Video game yeah, I have it upstairs. Handball, handball 16. Absolutely I played the right. rugby video game. That's pretty cool. Rugby? How did rugby no, not yeah, make no, this no, list? No, 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 Rugby's not no, 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 obscure. No, 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 that's yeah, a major sport. Yeah, same thing with cricket, though. That's why I'm not counting cricket. Yeah, okay, cricket, too. Because that's big in Here's another one. Here's another one. Honorable mention. But Hand- wait, no, no, no. Handball's huge in, like, Austria. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, that's only oh one country, though. I bet you can find more countries you really looked it up. I feel like that's a really mid-European you thing. Eastern yeah. Block, like... Yeah, like, I feel like they sport. own that. Because <laughs> those right. were all the teams of the Olympics. All right, well, wait, what were, what were the other sports you named? What were the other sports you named? I was going to say... No, no, no. What, 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 he what? said badminton. Yeah. Badminton is huge in China. Huge. So then, okay, so, so then you can technically... What are we counting as obscure here, then? Is it obscure to the United States or obscure in general? Because most I say obscure to the United States. Okay, so then we can we can throw cricket and rugby in there. Yeah, yeah. Can I throw cornhole in that? Well, no, because yeah, corn- there are college teams for rugby. That's true. That's not that obscure to me. Okay, cricket, 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 cricket is. Cricket only has like three fields in all of America. Yeah. Okay. Here's another one. I have two. I have professional tag. You ever seen that? Yes. yes. I have. That That's kind of wild. And then uh, the professional arm wrestling. Right. That I've seen. Those guys, guys too. like. like their left arms can look normal. Say they're righties. Have you ever seen mm. the slap boxing? Oh, that's wild too. That's insane. I had another. Those one. guys oh, just stand at the table and they smack each other in the faces as hard as they can. You're leaving out the down. all-time obscure sport. What? Mm-hmm. Curling. No, that's not curling's... obscure. Yeah, let me throw this it rock on some ice it and it use a the room United States. to speed uh, it up. I don't know. We just came up with parameters. Where are you going to say it wasn't obscure? In? I know a lot of weird shit. But that doesn't. Would you consider shuffleboarding obscure? That's no, that's not a sport. That's just on. Oh, there's a fire, Trish. No, that's an ambulance. All right, call. go turn that off. All right, what about, oh, um, right, what about sure. camel racing? That is really wait. Camel racing? Yeah, it's I know what you're talking about. Yeah, like yeah, 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 not Pakistan, like Egypt, but it's kind of racist. Kyle does that from time to time. It's a Middle Eastern country. How is that racist? Exactly. It's a mortar we forgot to shoot off last night. Yeah. Okay, but yeah, camel racing. I've seen it. They, the camels kind of fly. What about skeet shoot or like trap shooting and skeet shooting? Uh, no, because that's always been the. Oli- uh, no, 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 that's not obscure. So wait, can Olympic sports be obscure? Yes, theoretically, yes. Well, yeah, but baseball is not an Olympic sport uh, currently. That's yeah. not a, that's not an obscure sport. Yeah, that's but, a worldwide sport. But no, when I, I brought up when I brought up trap shooting, Kyle said it's in the Olympics, and then we need like a set parameters. There's, there's really no news here. I <laughs> say we. We're not starting over, Kyle. Okay, you you made your bed now lying. Yeah, you dug this hole day. for yourself. So wait, why are we herbs. counting Quidditch then? Because yeah, that's not a sport. Why not? Because it's, it's not sport. one. It's a club sport. It's a club activity. No, it's a sport. No, a sport is something that you could... Is Quidditch Can a sport? Can you get points? Is Quidditch a sport? You get points and other thing that doesn't make up a sport. Would you consider like chess a sport? No. Chess? 
I wouldn't. I mean, because that was like a big sport. thing at one point. Well, well, are we, are we considering esports sports? Chess no, I don't consider esports. Shut up about sports. chess. No, e-sports. hold on. Have you ever heard of chess boxing? No, it's no. not. It's one of the coolest things in the world. So you you're playing a game of uh, what about hacky sack? Hold on. I have heard of chess. Playing a game of timed chess. Yeah. And then in between rounds of chess, you box for two minutes, and then you go back to chess. And the game ends when you either win in chess or knock the person out while boxing. See, I feel like that's tough. Boxing checks. Boxing chess. Why can't See, I feel like that's talk? tough because, like, as you're getting, like, knocked around like the dome. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, then you got to sit down yeah. and think about the move you're about to make. Those guys are nuts. Tom, yes. look up netball. Netball. Netball I feel like is obscure. Mm. Isn't that basketball without the, the backboard? Yeah, isn't that like the women's? Yeah, basketball, no backboard. Yeah, but that's huge in Australia, isn't it? It's not that big. No? no. Yeah, this no, is wild. Actually, no, it's actually... I thought it was quite It was in the Olympics. No, it's huge. For like it's huge. It's wild. No, yeah, they're not allowed to dribble. Well, they can only what? take one it's dribble. Like, it's like the handball rules we used to play in gym. Mm-hmm. One, two, three Tom, steps. does that lady have one arm? Oh, no, okay. She's wearing an arm thing. What? Nice. Oh, look, look at that picture. Stop it. It doesn't look like she has one arm. How is she going to play netball with one arm? <sighs> I mean, I'm trying to think. What other obscure sports are there? I feel like we're missing a ton. Hey, I hey, bet are. Ooh, basketball. Ooh, Tom. the um, I feel like an obscure sport. Um, what's the one where like you like you ski and then you start shooting? Oh, uh, yeah, I know. No, what I'm talking the, about. Yeah, I think like that's pretty obscure. Would that, you consider bullfighting mm-mm. obscure? No, okay. No, that you got to. No, take. no, no, Ooh, no, no. He Curling's said, a good one. Not, curling, not regular rodeo. It's like so. Okay, so like it's kind of like rugby almost, except you have a stick and a ball and like yeah. and you have to like like dribble it and then to score points. It's like the rugby field goal, but like you just have to wind up, and I dudes would, can literally hit it the whole entire. Field. I would wow. consider bullfighting one. I don't know. It's not an obscure sport well, to me. That's would, a well-known sport. Well, yeah, that doesn't mean it's not yeah, obscure. Everyone knows the matador and the bull yeah. and the red you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And the sword behind the cape, and you just stab the bull in the Team face. Team handball. If the bull wins, yeah. you get cycling. The I don't think I don't cycling. Say, is I wouldn't say cycling. No. No. It's obscure to the United States. The United States doesn't no, cycle. Like, what do you consider? Like, you, you gotta set a standard. What's obscure in general and obscure no, 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 in the United no, no, States? Okay. I have no idea what this is. Um, talking cycling, like Tour de France cycling. Yeah, but we have we have bicycle races. Can you oh, name I've one? Seen that. What is this? I don't know. There's it's one like in New York like, City it's every like year. Or something. You want to go with this? I'll go with that. You just picking up the Boston and New York marathons? No, not the marathons. They have cycling races too. Do they? Yes. Look oh, Kabaddi? Kabaddi? Okay. Fun is that, f- is no. that the one the bicycle kicks over No, 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 no. Kabaddi, it's basically, okay. So, it's actually Kabaddi. So, basically what it is, is my Indian professor at my old school, he told me about it, and we actually watched a video on it in class. So, the field is, say, 20 yards long, and then it's cut up. It's like 5, 5, and 10 in the middle. So, literally, one guy on each team runs they have free range in the middle but then once you get to the other person's box the whole team surrounds him and if he's able to stand there for more than three seconds they get a point but you're literally allowed to like punch and kick the dude out of this out of the square what about australian rules football that's pretty obscure to the United what's States. the difference between those rules huh what australian is the rules football yeah. you gotta like they play in an oval what? Yeah, to begin I, with. I think a touchdown is actually a touchdown still, right? Yeah, but there's three field goal posts. Or yeah. four field goal posts. Yeah, but a touchdown, you got to touch the ball. Okay, yeah, I, I like got one. Uh, yeah. Bo Teoshi. Yeah, that's that? where, it's where there's the pole. Yeah, yeah. and the like two teams it. have to climb to the top of the pole. Oh, I've yeah. seen that. That's a big in Japan, isn't it? Yeah, it is Japanese. Yeah. Mm. A lot of weird sports. There's no. one where you got to just do bicycle kicks over the net, and you're kicking like a hacky sack. 
that's kind of wild. Yeah, and there's also oh, that sport. Oh, isn't that like soccer? It's like soccer volleyball, right? Yeah, it's uh, it's got a weird name. It's like in Vietnam or something. Yeah, I've seen that. Those, that those guys are wild. High kick. Tennis? What's that sport in South America where you have the ball and there's a hoop up on a wall and you got to kick oh, the ball I know that through one. the hoop? I know it was, the it was played in about. in the Mayan culture and it's still played today. I know what you're talking about. Uh, Basketball? If you no, lost this game, Basically, they, would be they, sacrificed. Sacrificed. They, they killed your whole team. The Mayan that ball game? So I'm sure that's the only thing I can think of. No, so it, it was, Kyle, it's literally just like a hoop up on a wall. No, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. And you had to kick the ball. It started with a head. You kicked the head through the through the hoop. And then it turned into a ball, and then turned into other things. It's kind of wild. It's a weird sport, but they would literally sacrifice your whole team if you lost. It's literally called Maya Ball, ga- ball Game. Mayan yeah, ball the game. Maya yeah. Ball Game. It- they still play it today, though, don't they? In South America? They might. To, like, I don't honor think I assume it do. would. I don't think the people die, though. No, no they definitely don't, don't die they don't, now. They definitely, yeah. They don't, they don't sacrifice them to the gods anymore, but... Yeah, but, I, but would you count... Good argument, because there's no sports going on, so we might as well argue about shit. Do you count esports as a sport? No. Yes. No. No. Why not? Why not? What it's constitutes you have to com- a sport? The Mayans also weren't in South America. What constitutes a sport? Right. I actually, I, I count esports as a sport. Belize and Honduras. Yeah. Okay. Same thing. All right. An activity involving physical exertion. Yeah. Yep. There's already sports that. doesn't do that. Yes, you do. No, Finger, you don't. Fingers and wrists. Oh, get the fuck out no, of here. No, that's not, that is not that. In a skill in which an individual or make, team competes against another and others for entertainment. The people yeah, who want to make an physical exertion a real sport are the people who couldn't play real sports. Physical no, exertion yeah. does not count Listen. as finger movement. That's not that's not that. You're still exerting yourself. Those guys still sweat when they're up on stage. I think, yeah, but... It might just be because they're up on stage. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah. No, it doesn't matter. Esports are sports. Would you count it still the requires a skill. Hold on. Would you if, count? They were, if they were sports, they wouldn't call them esports. They just call them sports. Would you count yeah, the spelling the name sport is in the I name. count it but as a national the e, competition. It's not a sport. It is a sport. Esports is not a sport. Hold on. It hold is. on. Hey, hey. Would you, you also count? make shit tons of money on it. You do. That doesn't would make you, it a sport. Would you count the spelling bee as a sport? No. It's a national competition. I swear to God. I put the spelling bee in the same category as like chess. Yeah. Okay. But is that a sport? And I put both of those things above esports. Yes. No, but what but how? Because it spell- takes more mentally. No, it doesn't. To yeah, play does. chess and the spelling bee no, than the, esports. No, yes. like I definitely video, rank the spelling bee over esports. In yes. a video not game, it's like, it's like you always have to like do different... I mean, I'm not sick enough for these guys because like, I don't really believe it, but if you're going to constitute the spelling bee in chess as a sport, I feel like you have I to... I didn't say it was. I just said I put them above esports. Yes. I don't but put I, them I, I asked you, so. are they sports? No. Okay. I think it still requires I say the, skill. The sp- I didn't say it didn't require skill. I say the spelling bee in chess requires more skill. I don't think so. Definitely. It 100% bee. does. No. Definitely the spelling bee. Why the spelling bee over chess? First of all, chess, you got to memorize different moves, different strategies to play the game. You got to think bee, 30 moves ahead. Spelling bee, they're spelling those words because they know the origin of the word and they know the history of the language. That the yes. word is coming from. Well, yeah, they read a dictionary. It's more than just reading a dictionary. Yeah, you can't read a dictionary and get roots. What? Do you, yes, you can. You can't understand them. Just, you, what just because it says where it's from doesn't mean you know the history of the root. They know the history of the root. They don't have to. They all do. All the best ones do. Yes, but they don't have to. But all the, the best ones who make do, the spelling and those bee are the ones do. that get farthest. No. All the yes. ones who make the national spelling bee do. That's not true. They, it's 100% true. They don't know every single word and all the roots uh, of all the they words. Kinda they kind of do. They don't. 
Yeah, they do. That's why they ask. I think I like, think a kid in the spelling bee can play esports, but I don't think a person in esports can play. Can do that is not bee. true. That is one hundred percent true. They are two completely different. They can pick categories. up a controller. All right, all right here, anybody here, here, can pick up a controller. Rocket League. That's what I'm saying. Anybody can play hockey, play football, or play baseball. Just because I can pick up a bat or a stick. No, no, because that has actually physical things. It doesn't matter. It matters on your physical being. Okay, yes, your physical being, but also you need to be able to move your hands fast enough to play the fucking game. You need to know how to play. Yes, it's not. Why aren't so you a fuck shit? I can't move my fingers fast enough. Because why would I want to be? Because you make millions you're, you're of dollars. You're not telling me you would Not everybody it. makes millions of dollars. You're not everybody. Me, you're all those me. professional kids you see up on the fucking stage, they make millions of dollars. What are they? So why how aren't how you many up are there? there? Like 20? 25? Oh, there? there's actually a lot more. There's a lot of them. From, it depends e-sports on the game. Esports isn't a real sport. No, it's not. It doesn't matter if it's e-sports, not a sport. It is harder to be if a spelling bee so champion. If it's so fucking easy, why aren't you doing it? I'm not saying it's easy. You just said it was. I just said the spelling bee is harder than esports. Right, but you said the spelling bee kid could pick up a controller and play the game. He probably could. No, but he couldn't. Why couldn't he? It's not that easy. It's just playing a video game. It's not. Yes, it is. It's yeah, just it's just yeah, getting yeah, really yeah, good yeah, at yeah. a video listen, game. Listen, That's listen, all listen, 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 listen. But you can say like I consider myself pretty good at two K, and I could just pick up the controller and play the game. But I never could consider myself to be no. But you could probably compete in the esports competition with that little. No, you can not enter one. those guys. But I think I think if you gave me all right, I think if you gave me two straight. All right, here's another argument for you. If you had two straight months every day practicing twelve hours a day, what obscure sport do you think you could be the best at? I say cornhole. Because I'm yeah. already pretty decent at cornhole. I think if you honestly gave me 12 hours a day for two straight months, I'd feel like I could figure it out. I think badminton. No. No. Ooh, no. no it's, badminton you ever seen freshman them? That's tough. Dude, it's like they're literally hitting it like 60 miles an hour. Two really? straight months. But you got to know something about the game going into it. Like you got to at least know I'm the saying. fundamentals. Huh. Two straight months? See, now that's a good question. I'm telling you, I think like cornhole. Horseshoes. Okay. It's similar to cornhole. Yeah. Is that a professional sport, though? Def- I'm sure there's definitely is. professional. What's that one where you there's throw the balls everything. that are tied by string and you throw them on oh, the ladder grass? golf? Ladder golf? That's yes. not a professional sport. That doesn't count? There's got to be like a professional league for that somewhere. Professional ladder golf. <laughs> Look up professional but you have to become horseshoes. the best in two months? Not no, the not best. the best. It's just to become professional. Good enough that you no, can No, I'm saying you think you can compete with professionals. At a high like level. Like, make it interesting, at least? See, there's no professional. Yeah, I mean, I guess. Wait, no, Ladder Golf 2007 tour. Oh, no, that's a tournament. Do they have a professional horseshoe league? They definitely don't. It's got to be somewhere. That, but I don't think so. Why wouldn't there be? Why would there be? Because it's a professional cornhole league. Yep, the NHPA. Horseshoe Pitching Association. Yeah. But, you know, like, like I honestly... Old it's shit in too. Wichita Falls, Texas, this year. No, but I honestly right. think... Appa. Bowling? Appa, guest appearance. Come here really quick. Bowling? Really quick question. Bowling? Is that obscure, though? No, no. but that's... Right. I don't think it's obscure. Appa, it's worldwide, right, hold basically. On. Hold on. Here's Appa. Appa. Bocce. Appa, if Bocce. you could... Appa, if you Bocce? had... It's basically like, bowling like in the obscure balls, And you throw your ball in. You got to get on. your ball Trish, closest to Trish, the Trish, do me yeah, a favor. Please come on. I'm asking Appa a question. If you had an obscure sport, like in your mind, and you had two months to train for 12 hours a day, what obscure sport do you think you could get competitive at at a professional level oh i said like cornhole you know what i'm saying like and like like, what do you think i'm sticking with bocce bocce is my answer hey what about ultimate frisbee 
Ooh. Is that considered? I don't think you'd compete at a professional. You that, honestly, I don't consider that obscure anymore, though. No. No, Ultimate Frisbee's getting big. But I think I could be. I think, I think if I had enough time, I could do good at Ultimate Frisbee. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, exactly. Like, cause you just you just gotta get the form down. You just gotta get the form down, and and like a and like a. That's why I feel like if you have cornhole down, you probably get horseshoes down with it. Like I feel there's a lot of similarities. There. What did you say? I'm on with horseshoes and bocce right now. Any like backyard. That's a good point. That's yeah. a good point, Oppa. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Thank you, Apple. But then Tom said badminton, but I didn't agree nah. with that. Because those dudes are like, have yeah. you ever seen that? Yeah. Kyle, talk into the mic. I'm going to go with Ultimate You're Frisbee as it. my switch answer. That's not obscure enough. I don't think it's not you obscure could. Enough? Tom, I'm going to be completely honest with you. I don't think you compete. Actually, uh, yeah, I think if you train for two months, 12 hours a day, I think you could. You probably if you really could. put your mind to it. I don't yeah. know. You just have to get more athletic, but yeah, I feel like over that time. I would definitely get more athletic. Yeah, yeah if you're training like that for 12 hours a day. Yeah, you're going to get more athletic. Like, you can't, it's not like you can just avoid that. It's and really also, you to. really don't have to be that athletic, but like, say you can like catch really well and like just throw the shit you out of it. You jump over people. Yeah, to a point, depends on your role on the team. Yeah. For all we know, Tom could be like a safety owl and just fucking chuck it. I can be that guy who just slams the frisbee down. That's what I did it in gym. Beast. That's also gym against a bunch of narps. Exactly. <laughs> anyway. It's a start. But yeah, so Trish, obscure, what do you think? I got an obscure sport list. Sport list. Oh, we, we already looked at that one. Extreme ironing was 24. That's sick. It's where you go to weird it's places like mountains and you iron. Oh, I've seen that before. That's not professional. Where have you seen that? Before? I've seen that on Instagram. Can you so what do you think, money? Trish? Trish, what, what sport do you think? I don't know. Two months, twelve hours a day. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a awesome. lot of time. That's the first extreme time. ironing world championships. Really, <laughs> this guy's doing it in the air. You know yeah. what? Honestly, the lumberjack sporting events. Oh. I think you give me two months, twelve hours a day to train. I'd be a good lumberjack. I don't know. There's people that've been doing that their whole life. I know, but have you seen that's how any sport awesome though, really. that is? What about? All right, is billiards an, ex- an extreme, an mm. obscure sport? No, not obscure. No, no, billiards. Okay, is what about? What's but the you other know one? what is? What's the other one? Um, hold on, I need, I need. I, need I think the trick shooting. Bumper pool? No, no, no. What is it called? There's no, no pockets no, on the Australian. table. No, I'm not thinking of that uh, okay. one. Okay, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, of I'm thinking the other one. I'm thinking of a different. Uh, it's an Australian sport. It's not billiards, but it's something else. Fuck! What the fuck is it? I watch it all the time. I'll look up Australian. Mm. Carom Billards? No. That's, That's what I just it. got. I just got Carom Billards. But it's not called that. There's something else I'm thinking. Uh, there's other ones. Eight ball, straight pool, English billiards. Snooker. I'm thinking of snooker. Snooker. No, yeah. that's we're sticking in the same game. There are pockets. Are there pockets in snooker? Yes. Snook, that's like normal. Snooker's pool. like no, a really, snooker's not no, a pool. No. Snooker's a really big table. So you have you have the cue ball. It's like pool. The the table's bigger. They have different colored balls. So there's a pink, a black, a blue, a green, and a brown, I believe. So there's a yellow and a, there's a yellow. Yellow too. You have to pot a red ball and oh, then it's like a certain like Right. Oh, wait, okay. And then you pot a black and then you pot the red again and then the pink and then the Yeah. Well, no. It looks a lot like that. That's just a diagram of a shot, yeah. really. That's basically what, what it is though. So you see the See the black, the pink, the blue, green, uh, brown, ooh. yellow. Ooh, you know what's another one, I think? Darts. Darts? darts. Give me two months with yeah, darts. two I months, I can darts. do that. Yeah. Although, have you seen how good those guys are? Yeah, yeah but yeah. you're not telling me 12 hours a day if you just throwing a fucking dart at a board you couldn't figure yeah, it out maybe. eventually. I think you could. You just got to get the, the shit down. 
Yeah, Ronnie O'Sullivan's really good at this sport. Okay, you're just throwing out names that no one knows. I know Ronnie O'Sullivan. Personally. Anyone who knows this sport knows Ronnie O'Sullivan. He's <laughs> the best if snooker you know player in the snooker world. Poker. Going back, poker. I put poker in the same category as chess and spelling. That's games. fair. Yeah, I'll give you that. Like, like a mental sport. Yeah. Yeah, well, you really got to think about world it. World Series of I love the World Series Would you of put poker. professional like poker under like a mental sport? Yeah, well, I just said that. Okay. Yeah, we just said that. Yeah, it's like it's, the World Series of Poker. Yeah. That's interesting because you really got to think. Yeah, but that's also at the same time. It's also kind of based on luck. Not all it's of it. Have math. you seen David Negreanu play? That guy's ridiculous. He'll it's, tell it's you what you It's all about calculations. It's whether or not you should bet or not. Really? It's all calculations. You you because we don't play it on the level they do when we play poker. They can look at a card and say, "I have like a thirteen percent chance of this card coming up. Should mm-hmm. I bet or not?" Mm-hmm. That's, That's like, what it comes down to. Oh. They're not even counting cards either. No, it's just math. They're doing math in their heads that's not going, okay, well, I've seen this card and this card come up, so now the next card is going to be, you know, a jack. They but, can look at the board and be like, I have six outs to yeah. win this mm-hmm. game. Okay. So And there's there, like a 10% chance There are that times happening. that guy's playing, and he'll just be sitting there, and he'll look at the other guy, and he'll go, you have aces, huh? Just going off what he bet. Yeah. He'll know. That's wild. And then the one time, literally... There's, like, nothing on the board. He's got, like, a queen and an eight. He's sitting there looking at his cards, looking at the guy, and he goes, I mean, you could have kings, but, like, that's A segment that was supposed to last just the beginning of the episode to transition us to the Jeff Driscoll interview has now lasted 29 minutes. Great. Well, I told you. Start. All right, Embrace well, the bait, baby. So we're going to move now to the interview with Dr- Jeff Driscoll, Great quarterback guy. of the Cincinnati Bengals. Great guy, started, but he's a good quarterback from so. Started uh, five, six games last year. Uh, I believe played it was nine in his career. Five. I believe it was five, and he came in for one, so I guess yeah. he played six last year. I hope to see more of him because I really liked what I saw last year. I started him one week yeah. in fantasy. How did he do for you? 22 points? That's pretty That's solid. That's a good week. Threw two good. touchdowns? That, that'll he, play. He threw some bombs. Yeah. He yeah. also ran for a touchdown what last year. What college did he go to? He went to Florida to start his career and then finished at Louisiana Tech. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're going to move now to the Jeff Driscoll interview. So, Jeff Driscoll, quarterback for the Cincinnati Bengals, joining us now on Too Many Men. Uh, Jeff, we want to thank you for taking the time to be with us today. Oh, yeah. Thanks for having me. Looking forward to, uh, to chatting it up a little bit. Now, I want, I want to start off with a question that's not really football-related. All right. Because out of high school, you were drafted by the Boston Red Sox. Yep. 863rd overall in 2013. Yeah, way down the line. Yeah, well, still part of a major league organization. Uh, Yeah. What made you stick with the football route over baseball? So, actually, I wasn't drafted while I was in high school. I was actually drafted um, while I was at the University of Florida. Um, I guess after after three years of college, you're you're able to get drafted and I was a pretty good player in high school Hadn't oh played. yeah I read it wrong it said despite not playing baseball since high school right that's right so uh, they, they the Red Sox drafted me and you know their their thought process was hey if we can get this guy on a contract and he decides to play baseball um, he's a guy that we you know really highly regarded out of high school so if we can get his if we can get his rights and he ever wants to play baseball we want it to be for the Red Sox so um, that was a pretty cool deal 
definitely not planning on playing any baseball, <laughs> but uh, it's definitely cool to say that I was drafted in football and baseball, and uh, I got a pretty cool Red Sox jersey that's framed up in my house. So, oh, that is cool. It's, it's a cool deal for sure. So you, you started your college career at Florida and then finished it at Louisiana Tech. Uh, yep. What was the process there, being able to get granted your release from Florida and transferring to where you would finish your college career? Yeah, I mean, whenever whenever I decided that it was probably best for for me and to continue my career elsewhere besides Florida, it was. I mean, it was definitely a difficult decision to make. Um, but I feel like that you know the university you know helped me out in any way I could. Whenever I decided to leave, we left on good graces. Um, I still consider myself a Gator at heart, but uh, yeah, it was it was it was a tough decision to make to leave the University of Florida. It was somewhere that I called home and still do, um, but it ended up being a, a really good decision that I made and ended up having a nice year at Louisiana Tech and uh, you know met some really good people along the way. It must have been a really tough decision for you, considering you're from Florida. <laughs> Oh yeah, it was it was hard. It was it was definitely something that was difficult, but um, it was some something that I thought was necessary to to help me get to the next level, and it ended up being a good decision. So let's fast forward a little bit to the 2016 NFL Draft, where okay. the San Francisco 49ers took you in the sixth round, 207th yep. overall. What's your feeling there? We've talked to other players who said it's your body goes numb and you don't know what it, what you're really going through when you first get drafted in the NFL. What did you feel? Yeah, so I mean, just probably like most other guys that get drafted or guys that don't get drafted, they thought they were going to go higher or people were giving them information like, hey, you could go anywhere from the, you know, third round to the sixth round. Well, that's a long, that's a lot of watching the TV. There's 90 picks there. That's right. That's that's a lot of, uh, that's a big range. But I mean, it really was surreal. It was, um, you know, something that you had a good idea was going to happen leading up to it. But then when it actually happens, it's it's surreal. And I mean, like like you said, other guys have said, it's just it's a bunch of emotions all at once, and everybody around you is so excited. And um, you know, most of the people that you have around you helped you in some way to get you where you are. And um, it's just it's an awesome moment, but it doesn't last long because it's time to it's time to get to work uh, a few days after that. Well, let's talk about that offseason because on September 3rd, you were waived by the San Francisco yep. 49ers. Did you yep. feel like you had a strong camp and made a very strong case to be on the the Niners roster? Um, no, I don't think that I did. I mean, I think that I flashed potential, but I think I just I had so much to learn. Um, I was so young and raw, and I didn't know anything about, you know, pro football or what to do or anything like that so I mean I don't I don't think I put my best foot best foot forward out there I definitely flashed some potential um but it was just like anything else it was a great learning experience and I feel like I've made um you know leaps and bounds in my career and I feel um you know more prepared for this season and more more ready than I've ever been and I'm in a good place um in my in my football career right now and I'm excited to see um you know how how I continue to, uh, to move forward and grow as a player. Well, it's a good thing that little period of free agency there for you only lasted a day because you were claimed yeah, by the Cincinnati long. Bengals yeah. the next day. Yeah, yeah. And, I, was, I was fortunate enough to get picked up by the Bengals, you know, an awesome organization, awesome people. And my, um, you know, my three seasons there so far have been awesome. And just looking forward to, to another year this year uh, with the new staff and, and new faces around. And, uh, you know, I know we're, we're going to have a good year. 
I want to talk real quick about your rookie season there because you were the third string quarterback uh, behind Dalton yeah. and McCarron. Yeah. What is your mentality there? Are you just trying to pick up as much as you can learn as you go? Just what is your thought process as the third string quarterback? Yeah, so, yeah, whenever I was picked up, it was game week. You know, there wasn't really any time for the coaches' staff to, to really spend with me or teach me, so I kind of had to, to learn by myself. You know, I had to learn the offense while, you know, not really getting coached up a ton just because, you know, during game week, it's it's time to prepare the starter to play, and I understood that. So it was it was awesome to, to watch Andy and, and AJ kind of, I go through their weekly routine and I've taken things from both of those guys that, you know, kind of helped me now. So, um, it was a, it was a great learning experience. And, um, yeah, I mean, I think every, every experience is, is valuable. So Jeff, the last two years you've been, uh, the backup quarterback and, uh, I want to know what is like the most that you've learned from Andy Dalton. Has he shown you a lot and helped you, uh, in any way? Yeah. I mean, I think the biggest thing is, um, just how he's a professional you know he's not just a great player but he's a great guy in the locker room um he knows how to um you know relate to everybody um and he's 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 always knows what he's doing he's always um you know kind of just on point so it's just just seeing his professionalism but also the way he competes and the way that you know he prepares his body as well it's just been uh, unbelievable and whenever I was playing last year Andy was around as much as he could be and he helped me out in any way he could so um he's one of the best teammates I've ever had and uh you know I'll always pull for Andy is uh is there another wide receiver in the NFL that you would love to play with one day another receiver yeah is there any wide receiver that you you know you dream to be able to throw to on the field yeah I mean there's there's so many talented guys uh in the NFL um you know this I think guys that just have big bodies are super easy to super easy to throw to a receiver Uh, like an AJ Green what's that Uh, a big body like an AJ Green type of receiver yeah he makes everybody look good right um I remember, I think Mike Evans is a is would be an easy target to throw to. I remember um, in 2012 we played Texas A&M and you know I didn't really know who he was at the time. It was early in the season and he was just killing us. And uh, I knew that from after watching him live that day that he was going to uh, be a special player. So I mean, there's there's so many guys out there that are talented, um, but I think I think in Cincinnati we have a great core. Uh, of receivers um, we have a good mix of, of vets like AJ but also young talent um, that are just scratching the surface of their potential so it's, it's, it's a good it's a good group that we have in Cincinnati and um, it's it's been fun growing with those guys and learning together alright well let's jump to last season you came in week 12 against the Browns when Andy Dalton got injured what did it feel like taking the field yeah, I mean, it was it was one of those deals where um, you don't ever, you know, wish you don't hope that you have to get in because that mean, that means that the the starter got hurt or something like that. So it was kind of it's kind of an interesting situation where you prepare yourself all year, um, but you never want to wish anything negative on anybody else. But uh, yeah, I mean, it was time to, it was time to go when he went down. It was next man up. And uh, it's, it was something that I'd always dreamed about, you know, playing in the NFL. And um, I, was, I was ready to go. I'd been ready all season long. 
Um, I prepared as if that I, I prepared as if I was starting each and every week, um, so I was ready when when my name was called for sure. Now, when you first uh, received the news that Dalton's going to be out for the season and you're going to be the guy here the rest of the way, I know you've prepared to be a starter throughout the whole season, but what changes over the course of a week in, let's say, the, the camp? Yeah, I mean, definitely things change. Um, you know, on, on Tuesdays, instead of, you know, just walking through the locker room and going to lunch, you're going to get stopped by all the reporters. You're going to have to do the, you know, the press conferences, um, you know, things before the game where you're meeting with the with the announcers and things like that. So there's there's definitely more of a responsibility put on your shoulders uh, outside of just uh, just playing the game. So uh, things definitely changed. Um, but now, you know, having gone through it, um, there's there's nothing new to expect. So next time my name's called, you know, I'll have a I'll have a good feel of, of how everything works, and it won't be the first time that it's that it's happened. So I think that experience was was awesome for my career, and uh, just excited for another and more opportunities down the road. Who was your first start against there, Jeff? I think it was the Broncos. Wow. I wanted, I, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was the Broncos. Well, what was your feelings going into a game against a team I mean, was, with such yeah. a dominating defense like Denver? Denver's had a dominating defense oh, in the yeah, past were, like, four or five years. Like you said, like you said, I didn't. It's definitely a great defense. You know, they have they have really good pass rushers where you have to use your cadence and you have to use subtleties um, to not just let those guys uh, tee off. So um, it was awesome. It was awesome to go through the week and, and prepare and get the reps as the starter because that was something new as well. I've never got the, the practice reps. Um, so that was something new, working through the game plan, bouncing things back and forth with the coordinator and quarterback coach. Um, yeah, it was, it was, I was excited all week long and, you know, it was, uh, it was an awesome deal. Uh, you, you went one and four, uh, with your time last season as a starter for the Bengals. A lot of that is Cincinnati had one of the most injury plagued seasons I think I've ever seen in football. What did you learn over your five game starting role with the Cincinnati Bengals last season? That it doesn't matter if guys are hurt. It doesn't matter, you know, your 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 job is to go out there and win football games and nobody really cares. Um, so that's that's definitely something that uh, that you know that people try to people try to use that excuse. I don't think internally we tried to use that excuse at all. Um, injuries are part of the game. Um, but yeah, I mean I, I learned a lot. I wouldn't say there was one specific thing that I can really take away. There's a, just a ton of good things that I was able to learn from. Got some film out there. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it was it was a great experience. Obviously would have liked to win some more games, but I feel even more prepared now um, to win more games in the future. All right, uh, Jeff, I was wondering, I know a lot of guys, uh, whether they're in the NFL or any professional sport, uh, some of them don't get nervous at all before a game. Some of them get really nervous and feed off of those nerves. I just want to know, what's it like going out onto the field and knowing you're about to start in the NFL? I mean, it's it's awesome. You know, I think uh, during the national anthem, you know, you kind of look around and you run out of the tunnel and and things like that, and you're like, wow, this is awesome. This is. I remember watching this on TV when I was a little kid, and uh, you know, so you, you get excited and you you think about that. I think before the game more than anything, but you know, once it's time to go, it's it's football, and you got to be 100 percent dialed in because. It's hard enough as it is without full focus. So definitely need full focus. And uh, when you're out there, it's just ball. Just a few more questions for you here. 
Week 16, you went into Cleveland. What is it like as an opposing quarterback having to deal with the noise of the dog pound in Cleveland, especially playing as a part of the Cincinnati Bengals? Yeah, I mean, the, the you know, the uh, the Bengals-Browns rivalry is real for sure. Um, it's uh, It was a great atmosphere. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's definitely something that you have to battle and something that you have to prepare and think about during the week is, you know, how you're going to how you're going to operate in an environment like that. So it was it was definitely a, a tough place, place to play. Um, but, yeah, so look, looking looking forward to the next time we get to see those guys because we were we were on to against them last year. Now, going in, this is the last question we have for you going into next season. uh the projections for the Cincinnati Bengals are typically tend to be at the bottom of the AFC North. Many te- many analysts tend to forget that the Bengals started four and one last season, and even though other teams in the AFC North have retooled and gotten a little stronger, you guys are coming back with injuries next year. What is the goal going into next year for the Cincinnati Bengals? I mean, I, our goal is is to, to be Super Bowl champions. You know, if there was, if we were, if our goal was anything less than that, then uh, then we would be setting our goals too low. Um, you know, we want to go out there and win every game we play, and uh, you know, compete at the highest level. So that's definitely our goal. Um, so that yeah, I mean, that's that's our goal for sure. And uh, we think we have the the guys in the locker room as well as the right staff to get that done. So um, we're excited to get back for for training camp and get things going and uh we're just excited for for a great year because we we think we got the people in place all right jeff uh thank you so much for coming on we really appreciate it uh good luck with this upcoming season and we hope to see more success from the cincinnati Bengals this year have me enjoyed it have a good one all right take care Thank you to Jeff Driscoll for being on the show. We hope to hear more from him after the season. Hope to get him back on here. Great guy. Hoping for yeah. good things out of him this year. Now, we'll talk about the thing that's gripping the nation. Some might even say the world. Women's soccer. Yeah. Yeah, it's really Let exciting. me tell you something. Also, men's soccer, United States is in the Gold Cup final. They yeah, they shout qualify out to them. For the Cup. For them. they got to beat Mexico. Do you think they'll do it? They've done it before. Yo, do you think they're going to beat Mexico? Yes, I believe they'll beat Mexico. You uh, so, Seven to two. The women uh, slapped around England, beat them two one. Pierce Morgan's upset, called Alex Morgan a dope fiend. Um, oh yeah, that was such a bad take. That was a terrible take. He's like, oh, it's dope. Like, it no. wasn't tea. It was dope. It was clearly meant to be tea. Yeah. Get out of here, Pierce did you see Morgan. What Chris Your Long- country's irrelevant now when it comes to soccer. Did you see what? Uh, did you see what Chris Long uh, commented on that tweet? No. He like quoted it and he goes, "Who smokes a joint with a pinky up?" Yeah, uh, yeah. I was like, I mean, the English. She very of course everything picky up with drinking English. a cup of tea to make yeah, but, fun of the okay, English. Okay, but obviously the big problem for their tea. The big problem with all this is that the women they got ridiculed for their celebrations, but then the men in all sports mostly never really get. First, ridiculed. we take your colonies, then our women take your sport. Yeah, really. That's ah. how this goes. <laughs> what else do they have? Nothing. They got nothing. Uh, We're gonna take tea next. Ooh. Imagine take everything. We Imagine owning a fourth of the world Bigelow. and now Bigelow. you live on an island yeah. the size of Michigan. Yeah. No, we already did that. Bigelow tea is fantastic. It's made in Europe. I'm not gonna lie. You ever have Bigelow tea? No. It's really good. 
But yeah, so anyways, I don't, I just don't see why don't, there should be outrage around this. This doesn't like it's I mean like let them play. You, you know work I mean? your ass off to get to the World Cup, to get to this world stage. Yeah. And now you celebrate goals cuz you don't know if that's going to be the last goal you score in your career. You don't know what's going to happen between now and the next 4 years. And you're getting ridiculed for celebrating. If right. you don't want them to celebrate, keep the ball out of your own damn net. I right. said this about Thailand. I feel like we've seen. See now when they okay, so when they were beating who was it Chile when they beat them like thirteen. That was Thailand. Thailand. Listen, I could understand why some people might have gotten upset because of quote unquote sportsmanship. Thailand wasn't even that upset by it. No, but like when you're losing thirteen nothing, then like you just kind of have to wear it, and other people have to be like, okay, don't don't let them score thirteen. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I agree with you. No, I, I feel like nowadays we're seeing a shift from the old way that sports were played to this new modern like, I guess. People don't see it as offensive when you celebrate. It's like all the, it's the all NFL. It's all bringing in new rules. Unless you're Brian McCann or Madison Bumgarner. Yeah, yeah like, soft. like the but NFL actually, is bringing no, in new rules soft. now to soft. allow teams to celebrate touchdowns, and the MLB well, all is starting to allow purposes. bat flips more often. Oh, they've always done bat flips, Church. Yeah, I know, but they, it's always been like a quote-unquote disrespectful thing. The most disrespectful. The most disrespectful bat flip of all time is still Jose Bautista. That was ridiculous. But it's just yeah. that was the greatest thing ever. <laughs> but I like, don't know. I don't know. Uh, know what actually is a cool league that like is cool with bat flips is the Japanese baseball league. Oh yeah, they're like Those pitchers. Like, it's like a care. it's like a signature goal c- celebration. Yeah, but like the, the pitchers and like see, but that's what like I want baseball now to be like because like because like me as like a pitcher like. If I get a big strikeout, like I'm gonna fucking scream, and, like, I'm, I'm gonna freak listen. out, which is okay. But then if someone hits a nuke off me and I lay a fastball right down the cock, okay, yeah, bat flip. I'm That's hoping on it me. causes the benches to clear more. I enjoy that. Yeah, no, but like uh, yeah. a lot of the, but a lot of the baseball bench clearing is just like hooting. And That's hollering. why I like Yasiel Puig. You throw it near Yasiel Puig, he's gonna come after you. It's just <laughs> well, like, like I'm just saying, celebration. Yeah. Blonde hair now. Yeah. Yeah. Celebrations have become more accepted in today's society and sports, so I don't see why we have to make such a big deal about it when a girl scores a goal and she's celebrating it because she's in the Women's World Cup. She's in this uh, quarter semifinal. They're going to the finals now. They play the the Dutch in the finals. Trish, now do you believe that this is a problem because they are women? Yeah. I I 100% think that a lot of people had an issue with this just because of who was playing. I think if it was a man doing this type of celebration, no one would have said anything. I mean, I mean Alex enough. Morgan said there was a double standard, saying, quote, you see men celebrating all around the world in big tournaments, you know, grabbing their sacks or whatever it is. That's a hell of a quote from Alex Morgan. And then yeah, she later on went... Grabbing their sacks or whatever it is. And yeah, si- but that's whatever true, though. Do. She then went like, on to say, and when I look at sipping a cup of tea, I'm a little taken aback. And you have to laugh about it to see all the criticism. Yeah, yeah do, you see, do you see the English footballer? I don't know, I just call it footballer. Soccer player, where she was like, yeah, it was really distasteful. Like, fuck off. Don't lose them. Just win yeah. the damn game. I bet, I bet you I bet you if they did, I bet you if they scored, they would have done something wild. Mm-hmm. Well, they did. They scored a goal. <laughs> they only scored once, though. Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm saying. But and I'm then saying, they got a, basically a free dudes, penalty at the end of the game. I've seen dudes in baseball. I had a buddy down. on my team. I had a buddy on my team. He hits a double. And he goes down like he's carrying his nuts, like they're hitting the floor and like shit like that. Like dudes, like dudes do that all the time, and no one says a word. But then it's bullshit that just because Alex Morgan Morgan's sipping a cup of tea, like, like she deserves that cup of tea. Yeah, she's the best. She's one of the best players, possibly the best player in the world. Like let her be. Like you're telling me if LeBron James dunks on you, pounds his chest, and does all that, like where like he stomps the floor and shit, people emulate that and people recreate that. Now Alex Morgan does something like that to a country just because. What they're famous for their tea? Like fuck off. I feel like basketball is kind of soft with that, because you if you make the wrong celebration for the wrong ref, you're getting a technical. Yeah. 
That's not, not, they're not, not gonna, the point they're not I'm trying to make. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. But they're not going to do it to LeBron. But they'll do it to like, let's say you pound on your chest and you're... Alex Duncan. Anyone on the Knicks. Yeah, Zach Levine. Yeah. Yeah, that's... No, but see, no, here's... But that's, that's not the point I'm trying to get. The point I'm oh, trying to get at is that men always do these crazy celebrations. And they nobody bats an eye. No, because no. they think it's I just sick. think in because the sports it's more popular world. sports. Yeah. But now that women's soccer, which, by the way, is the most popular soccer in Our America, women's team could kick the shit out of our men's team. Yeah. yeah. Any oh, yeah. day no, of the Two week. ways oh, yeah. about it. Oh, yeah. 100%. That's, I just feel like because... When you go down to sports and you go down to what's popular between the men and the women, for men, the popular sport in America is either baseball, football. It's football. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, but uh, I mean. And they literally just made a rule like, yeah, get after in the end zone, do whatever you want. Exactly. But nowadays, it's if you have a team celebration, you're allowed to do it in the end zone. But, you know, for women, what are the popular sports? Softball and soccer. So I feel like soccer is Basketball. more... Soccer's eons ahead of all those, though. Yeah. yeah. Because so nothing like, nothing is completely broadcasted on the world stage like that when it comes to women's sports, like soccer. And yeah. nothing no one, com, nothing I mean, even saying, if I think, it is, no one's watching it. The only, the only thing I'd say compares to it is every four years, women's swimming is huge in this country, too. Yeah. But it's still not close to what soccer is. But I just think because women have a, a smaller... Gymnastics is electric, by the way. I guess pool of sports to choose from because men have the monopoly on the sports pretty much they're going to go after soccer so that's why a lot not a lot of guys play soccer in America and get to that level like they do in England or no 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 I men's soccer is no, a few studs coming no, out no, here's, here's the thing though I think with the different countries regarding the the men's the men's aspect uh, in I'm just England, talking about America England, okay, I'm not talking I, about no, this is what I'm about to say Trish in England and like Mexico like they have soccer academies where kids are like literally nine years old, yeah. and they're trained to be professional soccer. We don't have things like that's that. That's all Europe. America. That's not just yeah. Like, I said like England, yeah. Mexico. I'm just saying yeah. like every different basically country. every country that's not us has that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's because soccer is huge everywhere else. I mean, look at like hockey and like Canada. Like we don't we don't really have that for the USA. I mean, we're starting to now, but Canada for God knows how long. Has always done that. Like yeah. they had like that. Uh, what is it? OHL and all that. Yeah, you got all the teams where yeah, thirteen year olds can sign with yeah teams and get traded. But even you see like, that even with like baseball and like the Dominican they're, Republic, they're, the Yankees just signed like a fifteen year old. Yeah, mm -hmm. the United States is trying to do that because you do see affiliates of like let's say the Red Bulls. You have the Red Bulls U sixteen team where you can be twelve through sixteen playing there in it because the age to play in the MLS I believe is sixteen. But you have like let's say over in Europe you have the uh, Bayern Munich youth development program where they find you at six or seven years old and they develop you in literally, this program yeah. literally and the odds of you actually going somewhere else to sign other than that that is not Bayern Munich is very well, slim you have like a you have like a contractual agreement at the yeah. age of like seven which is in my opinion I think that's a little much but that's why they're so dominant like look at, yeah. the, look at the best United States up and coming soccer star I'm going to use Kristen Pulisic because he's the best one there is coming up he didn't play in the MLS he just skipped right over that he played for in the Dortmouth uh, I believe it was Dortmouth development program, and now he plays for Chelsea. He wasn't going to waste his time in anything like an MLS development. See, you no, know, but the MLS, in my opinion, is like where players go to die, or American players aren't. Good oh yeah, to play it's in like uh, it's like hockey players when they go over to Europe to finish their career. Basketball players when you see finished career, European basketball players, many of them like don't Amari finish Stoudemire. in the United he's played States. The last like five years, he's in, like, making a comeback. Who yeah, is? but he's not going to be as good. But what I'm, I'm saying, just saying is that yeah. as his career was declining, he was like, "Yeah, I can make more money and get more playing time and like, be better." In someone like I'm surprised Dirk. Dirk was different, but I was, someone like Pau Gasol, he's going to finish his career in Spain. 
Well, That's yeah, but, yeah, but he's still at the point in his career where he's serviceable. Yeah. Guys, when like they're not serviceable anymore, well, go over I, to Europe, in my opinion. What, you mean come from Europe in soccer? I'm talking about like basketball. Oh, okay. Because right I'm like, talking... You no, know, but like for soccer, it's like, it's like if you want to be good, you need to go to Europe. Yeah. But where players come to die here, you know, I could, there's some players uh, that are over here now, like Slatan Ibrahimovic, who plays for LA Galaxy, I think would still be a serviceable player in most, most European teams. Yeah, but teams. you know how much money he's making? It, that's a different case because he's making a shit but ton let, of But let's say, imagine he went to a team in his home country like Sweden. He could probably make a fuck ton yeah, more than he could in the Yeah, but I bet you the professional league in Sweden isn't as big no, but or good as the that's where, it doesn't. It, it, the MLS ain't that great. Because that's where all the C-class talent plays. Like, there are players who'd rather play in, let's say, the Division Two level of European soccer rather than the MLS. You see, now, but the thing about the MLS and, like, Zlatan, for that example, it's like he was probably promised, like, you're going to be the face of the league. Oh, he which is. Which he is now. Yeah. And that, I feel like that's another reason why. So... I think there's a huge problem coming down the pipe here with MLS soccer. I think they're expanding too quickly. They're expanding to 30 teams in the next two years. They're putting a team in Cincinnati. They're putting a second team in LA. They're putting a second. They're putting a a second team in Miami. Soccer is popular in places like LA, Miami. How much of a draw is it going to be for a soccer team in Cincinnati? None. And then let's say it works. I feel like there will be some draw because obviously there's soccer is one of the more popular sports in America just because there's a lot of people that play. So obviously there'll be some draw to the game at first. It's like oh now. When was the last time you went to a Red Bull game? I, but you're, that's different. I never really played soccer, and it never really fascinated me. There's a lot of people out there that are like in love with soccer, and there's a lot of people that actually go to Red Bull games. They're I know. I'm just saying, teams. like, what's what's the average attendance of a Red Bull game compared to full s- capacity? Is it? Yeah. yeah How I, many can they hold? The- 20, 18, 20. 18? 18, 20,000. And then how many people watch it at home? I just I don't I that, don't that, see that's probably a small. That's the problem. Yeah, but what I don't I'm saying see that people in America embracing soccer. It's more one of those sports where like people go. It's not like football or baseball. Twenty five thousand is Red Bull Arena. Okay. It's not like football, baseball, or basketball where like you have millions of people tuning in every single time it's on. But we've heard it over the past. The MLS we better I believe it was like a fifteen team league. Get your major cities out of the way. A few in smaller markets. Have your one or two in Canada, which there are already. There's three in Canada actually: Vancouver, Montreal, and Toronto. But soccer can be on the verge of something huge. We saw it eight years ago, uh, nine years ago now. When they were in the uh, the, the World uh, No, four years ago when the 2014 World Cup when they yeah. got out of this they got out of the group that was them Portugal Germany and Ghana. Mm-hmm. Imagine they got into they're still years away. If Pulisic develops the way they're expecting and he could be people compare him to Lionel Messi. There are people doing that. If he can develop at that rate. It can perhaps put the United States in a position, not where they win a World Cup, not even maybe coming second. But if the United States plays in a third-place game for the World Cup, yeah, that will grow soccer immensely in this country. And then would be the time, I believe, for MLS expansion. The MLS expanding now leads me to believe that USA Soccer, or the MLS, isn't confident in USA Soccer to do that. That they feel like they have to take on the initiative. And I believe that will cause them to crash and burn faster than is if... As a better long-term success plan. Yeah, I just don't see soccer becoming like it's been around for so many years. I just don't see it really picking up in America like the other, the big four. Like it's just not. Yeah, it, it would take a, it would take a World Cup. It would take a huge really World would. Cup appearance. It really would. It, or or uh, even an Olympics. We're setting up for it. Uh, eight years from now, it's here. Yeah. Imagine they do what the well, '99 it's women not did. Just here. 
Okay, it's here. It's here, Canada, Mexico. The finals game is going to be at the Rose Bowl. Yeah. Let's compare it to the 99 Women's World Cup, where the United States came here and won it. Imagine if the United States men won it in the Rose Bowl in Pasadena. That would blow it up. Exactly. It would become way bigger That's in something America. it needs. But I don't, I don't, I just don't see that happening with the way our team is now and with the... A lot can change in eight years. That's true. We, we got players who are 14, 15, will be 23, 24 at the time. And we'll see how it develops at that point. Home Run Derby's Monday. I know Kyle wants to talk about it. I'm juiced. Who do you think is going to win the Home Run Derby? Okay. I personally believe it's either going to be Pete Alonzo or Christian Yelich. But a dark horse that I truly have is Vlad Guerrero Jr. That's why. Because here's yeah. the thing. It's cool he can hit home runs in games. But like it's like now at this point it's about like raw power. You know what I mean? So here, let's go through the list. So first we have Christian Yalitras, 31 home runs currently, leading the league. Dude's going to be that LMVP, not even a question. Fun fact, if he wins a home run derby, Big Cat and PFT, they have to eat yeah, each other's ass. Yeah, I saw that. That's something you hate to see. He's going up against Vlad Guerrero Jr., who has eight home runs. Now that's a different sample size. But I'm telling you, he's going to be a dark horse just because – have you ever seen him like take a round of BP? He's pure power, yeah, and he just swings the shit out of every single swing that he has. But the only thing that, that I feel like is going to hinder him and any righty hitter is going to be the fact that it's in Cleveland you gotta, and you got to hit it to right field. Yeah. So then we have Alex Bregman and Jock Peterson. I feel like that's going to be a toss-up just because Bregman has that power, but Peterson's a, Peterson's a lefty, so he might be able to pull it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, then we have Alonzo and Carlos Santana. Now, Carlos Santana, obviously, I mean, he only has seven home runs, which I'm pretty sure he was injured. But again, that's like his home field. So like you never know. But Pete Alonso just has absolute raw power. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then we have. I would give Vlad- I would give Vladimir Guerrero Jr. a better shot at this. It's just in the first round he's up against Yelich. That's the thing. That's yeah. what I'm saying. He's a dark I, horse. I, I'm telling you, if he beats Yelich, I think, yeah, I think he, he'll win. He's gonna win the whole thing. Then there's Josh Bell, who actually is also another dark horse. In my that's opinion. who I, I actually like him to win this. Because like he's a left. Because again, he's a lefty. Yeah. And he's a big dude, raw power. And then there's Acuna, small fella. I mean, he can swing the stick, obviously, but, you know. All right, well, let's go this, go through this matchup by matchup with you. we got Alonzo versus Santana. Who do you want there? I'm taking Alonzo. Okay. And then we got Bell versus Acuna. See, yeah. I'm going to take Bell. Acuna's a better hitter, but for raw power purposes and a BP round of home run derby, I'm going to go with And then you would have Alonzo versus Bell. I don't know. I, I want to say Pete Alonzo, but I'm not 100% positive just because Bell's a lefty. But I'm going to go with Pete Alonzo just because he has that raw power. Do you think this is going to ruin uh, Alonzo's swing? See, a lot of people say that, but I feel like these guys are professionals. Like, yeah, I, I, but you see it all the time. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. But like, it, it it's very dependent on which player. I'm taking Alonzo and Bell in the first round, but I'm taking Bell to beat Alonzo. I'm going to take Alonzo. In the next round. So, Trish, Alonzo or Santana? Alonzo. Okay. Now, Bell or Acuna? Bell. Okay. I'm going with Alonzo after that. That's right, Trish. What do you think, Tom? Alonzo. Okay, mm-hmm. now what about a Bell? Bell. Okay. Alonzo. Oh, I'm the only one taking Josh Bell. See, but that's not a bad pick, though. Yeah, that's like a toss-up. That's the other toss-up, in my opinion. And now we look at... The, I wish Luke Voigt would have been in this. Luke he's, Voigt, literally, I think he would have won. Yeah, but he's on the DL. God damn it. All right, pick. Yeah, but now J.D. Martinez has to start, so it's cool. So, in the other 
half of the bracket, Yelich versus Vlad Jr. Oh, I'm going to go with Yelich. But because I feel like you want to pick Vlad, I want to pick Vlad, but I feel like the smart pick is going to be Yelich. And then we got uh, Alec Bregman versus Jock Peterson. I'm going with Jock Peterson because that's another toss up, but Peterson's a lefty, so I'm going to go with him. I'm going to take. Uh, I want to take Vlad in the worst way. Take him then. Yeah, I'm going to take Vlad Jr. Guerrero, and I'm going to take Bregman. Yeah. What about you, Trish? I'm going to take Yelich versus Guerrero. I'm going to take Yelich. Why? Because I want to see uh, he's the number one P- CYP and fucking PFT like, and yeah. Big Cat eat I each other's see eat each other's assholes. Now Peterson or Bregman? Uh, Bregman. Why? Why not? Good Tom, <laughs> Vlad or Yelich? Yelich. And now Peterson or Bregman? Peterson. Okay. Who did you take in Peterson Bregman? I took uh, I took Bregman. Mm. Now Yelich Peterson. Uh yeah mm, for me yeah. Uh, Yelich. I'm taking Vlad over Bregman in the second round. I'm going to take Yelich over Bregman in the second round. Tom? I'm going to take Yelich. Okay. That's my boy. Now, everybody has the same matchup except me. You have Alonzo versus Yelich. Yelich. I'm taking Vlad. Ah, oh, I'm taking Josh Bell in the final. You think? Yeah. It's a good pick. Tre- uh, Kyle? Alonzo versus Yelich. I'm taking Alonzo because I'm actually looking at this. Um, well, actually, no, sorry. But here's the thing about Christian Yelich. I mean, he he hits nukes, obviously, but you have to remember a lot of his home runs are hit at Milwaukee, which is a hitter's ballpark. Yeah. You know what I mean? But he still hits nukes. Obviously, but so, does, but so is Alonzo. Yeah. Alonzo's just a big fucking dude, and he just swings. Remember that one year Andrew McCutcheon was in it, and he didn't hit a home run. Yeah. Yeah. Is no Margot Ciampara. Considered big. Like Who? A big field, City Field. City Field, uh, it's like a it's like a fair size field. Okay, it's like a, both the hitters and the pitchers. It's like depending on where you hit it. Because I know center field's kind no, of no, but long, like Pete right? Alonso, like I was at a game and he hit a ball four hundred and eighty feet. That's ridiculous. It was sick. Tom Alonso hit, versus Yelich. So like, you know, like the bar, like like so you know how there's like the decks. Yeah. It's like the bar that starts the third deck. He mm-hmm. hit it like like as it just started to decline. All right, so wow. we're gonna wrap up this episode. We're gonna end it with some hot takes. Who has one? You already made your picks for the my hot take is that by next Wednesday uh, Mitch Marner will be on a new team and I think that team will be the new team there was an offer sheet rumor going around that he was offer sheeted by the Islanders now it appears the Devils are a dark horse team to offer sheet him so I think the Devils are going to offer sheet him we're going to see there I think Montreal said they're going to said they will offer sheet Patrick Laine once they Carolina uh Carolina's formally rejects, <laughs> formally matches the offer sheet of Sebastian Ajo. Tom, you got one? Montreal will offer another two offer sheets to someone. Two? Wow. Yeah. Wow. Wow. We haven't seen one since, what, 20? 20... I think they should do it to Marner just to fuck over Toronto. What? Montreal. Montreal. Why would Montreal want to fuck Toronto? Fuck Because ter- Montreal hates Toronto. Yeah, Same they're... division. The biggest rivalry in hockey. Second yeah. biggest in sports. Third biggest in sports. Hmm. You think it's the biggest in hockey? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No question. Okay. The two oldest teams? Yeah. You got one? Uh, my hot take is that Jeff Driscoll plays eight games, starts six next year. Okay. Ooh. Wow. Uh, my hot take is we see a repeat of what happened at the 20, what year is that? 2015 World Cup. 
And the United States just absolutely routes the Netherlands in the final, beats them like 6 7 nothing. Sweet. They beat okay. Japan in the final back in 2015, I think, 7 nothing. Carly Lloyd scored from midfield. Whoa. Yeah. I think that that should be done more, in my opinion. Well, if the goalie's off the line, you can do it more. See, you know, you know what I've never understood is like, I mean, obviously, like, I haven't played soccer at like a high level. Like, why not just kick it from wherever and like just try and score? Like, why doesn't that happen? Because the longer the ball's in the air, the more even, like, time the see. goalie has to yeah, get there. Yeah, but like, I mean, for me personally, like, again, like I, I wouldn't know. So I, mean, I, I that's just that's like, why you'd rather take sh- the shot from like eight yards out rather yeah. than like twenty five. Yeah, sure. No, some of those twenty five yard shots go in. Yeah, there's but always- not a, but more go in from eight that it's worth the because you see how many ties there are the zero zero ties. Yeah, it's worth trying that whole game to get that eight yard shot. Then yeah. it's just take like twenty twenty five yard shots because you're not gonna hit the net every time. I know. And the goal is going to get to be able to see but the goal. But I just Eventually feel like the shots gonna on net is going to be worth error, it. A lot of that game is spent just right in midfield, yeah. back and forth between the players. So why don't you just yoke it down to the goalie and make him make a mistake? That, I, yeah. feel like that's, I feel like that's... It's like top. taking a shot from Too center ice. Yeah. It happens in hockey. Two toughest positions in sports. Any type of goalie. That's Actually, really no, that's just a tough position in sports. I'm going to be honest. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a really hard Because especially like even in like lacrosse. Lacrosse dude, goalies are tough, dude. You gotta, you gotta have a nut set. Yeah, like you, do, you're not wearing padding. You're wearing a cup, and dudes are just ripping it at you. Like they have unreal. Water they go over 100, 100 miles an hour. That's just tough balls. because you gotta tread water the whole game. You might not be doing anything. Yeah, yeah. fuck that. And also, Try not to drown. Actually, you know, I've seen a water polo like match. Like the scores are like fifteen to thirteen, and yeah. they're like, oh, he did great today. Only letting thirteen goals. I'm like, okay, that's good. Cons- that's, that's considered oh, have good. Have you seen those guys, though? They throw themselves out of the water. I couldn't do that just normally. No, but that's yeah, those guys are also like an unreal. I know. Story. They're ridiculous. But like they literally are just yeah, treading, and, like and then they'll go up goalie, 20 feet like in the air and grab goalie, the ball. Like, like sometimes you just like shit out of luck. Like when one dude like is saying like the left side of the field and like curves it into like the top right corner. Like how are you supposed to stop that? No, yeah. You know what I mean? But like that's why that's why I feel like being a goalie in sports is just that's it's like it's tough. Because oh, it's sure. all on you, pretty much. You, like, you can blame the defense all day. You can blame the offense all day. It's, I mean, if you have a bad defense, obviously, it's tough because it's like... No, yeah, you're, you're taking goalie. a lot of shots. But at the end of the day, everyone's going to look to you because you didn't make those saves. It's yeah, like exactly. in hockey. Like, we can complain about the devil's defense all day, but, it, you know, people are always going to blame the goalie for being shit. Yeah. But so, it's not always the goalie's fault. Listen to us, follow us, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud. Spotify, tune in. YouTube. YouTube. Instagram. Summer Church, episode three, up on YouTube now. Yeah. He's bowling. I am. I did bad. Spoiler, he's dog shit. Hey. What? I'm not that Be huge. Uh, give us a follow on our social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. We're out there roasting Blue Jackets fans because their team is irrelevant. Yep. Once more. And that's basically it. Hopefully by next episode we will know what Kawhi Leonard is, and that's what we're gonna devote the whole episode to. Yeah, hey, you know another hot take, another hot take. He just never signed to the team. Really? <laughs> yeah. Retired. Never announced. You know it. how much stuff no, he's holding up. Ready? He never announces it. He just shows up to a team's facility one day. He's like, "You're gonna pay." There are four teams whose shit is held up because of this. Yeah. Three trades can't go through yet. Yep. <laughs> and uh, people aren't signing people, because of it. People, Danny Green. People can't play in the summer league because of it because they haven't been traded to the team. Now, do you think he's yet. just like being an asshole? Or do you think he like truly doesn't? I, I think legit he does not know. I think he's leaning Toronto. I think the longer this waits, I think he's gonna go to the better it'll be for Toronto. Yeah. So we will see. We should see by Tuesday. All I'm we saying is that I think I saw my first ever false Woj bomb about the him going to the Lakers. That was a false Woj bomb. Woj there was dropped. a Woj bomb. Yeah, Woj I dropped it, and it. then he's like, "Oh wait, psych." Well, I, I don't think that was his fault. Though. Apparently, he's still heavily Kawhi. considering the Clippers. 
Like they're still a part of. This. I heard he was out of that. Yeah, but yeah. he's also. I wouldn't believe anything anybody says. Lakers I, too. I don't think anybody knows what the hell is going on in Kawhi's mind. Signs like a weird Kawhi team knows. like the Sixers. I honestly don't think Kawhi. Vince knows. Carter, this is my plea. Please don't go to the Knicks. I don't want to have to root for the Knicks this year. So we. You will think s- Vince Carter listens to podcast? I hope so. So we'll see you on Tuesday. Too many men. Get you. See you when I smell you.